Thanks for joining us. You're about to listen to another Sunday worship service from Clarkston United Methodist Church in Michigan. We are a church dedicated to connecting people to people and people to God. To learn more, visit us at clarkstonumc.org.
Good morning. Welcome to worship with Clarkston United Methodist Church. I'm Pastor Amy. And I'm Pastor Megan. We're so glad that you're here this morning as we continue in our final Sunday of our Dare to Dream uh, series. Today is Dare to Jump. We also want to make sure that we say thank you to all of you who came out for our Mission Possible uh, event on Friday night. We had a wonderful time. Our thanks to all those who made it possible, uh, to Cheryl Kelly and, um, and all those who were on stage, like your husband, Joel. You know, the most common question I've gotten this morning is whether I knew he was going to shave his beard during the Mission Possible presentation. For those who were not there, he entered with a full beard and he left the night with no beard. So uh, all for the sake of missions and for raising money to help others, a fun night. It and was very fun. Fun for all very who were fun. there. Yes. <laughs> so before we begin worship, we'd like to invite you to register your attendance. There are cards in every pew that say attendance at the top. You can go ahead and fill those out. Um, and when you complete those cards, there will be a moment for offering today where you'll come forward and you can bring your attendance cards forward with you. There's also a QR code. You can scan that and register your attendance that way. We know that many of you are live streaming with us this morning. Welcome. Glad that you're here and joining us. Please register your attendance through our website so that we know you're here and can continue to connect with you. And then if there's anyone in the sanctuary for the very first time today, welcome. Glad you're here. Please find one of the cards in our pews that says new here at the top and fill that out so that we can connect with you. Tomorrow at 7.30 is our annual church conference. It'll be here in the gathering space. We meet with our district superintendent, the Reverend Dr. Mar Margie Crawford. This is our first time um, meeting with her as she is um, new to us. And so we will be uh, taking time to approve things like our nomination slate or salaries and things like that, kind of the business of the church. And if you're a member of the church, you are welcome to come and attend. Coming up on Friday, December 1st, is our annual event, Night of Blessings. Rooms throughout the church are taken up with different mission and service projects. It's in an intergenerational opportunity. Even very young kids can come and participate and serve others to start off your Christmas season. This event will begin with a soup supper, and there are details in the e-news about it. We'll also be packing agape bags, which are the kind of bags you can hand out if you see somebody as you exit the freeway who's asking for help. Those bags have food and some other items in them that would be helpful. And we need donations of those items. So check out the e-news. There's a sign-up genius. We'd love for you to donate so that we can pack those bags on the first. And coming up on December 12th is Advent by Candlelight. This is a night for women to come together. We have a candlelight worship service, and then it's followed by a tea down in our, gather, or in our community center. Um, it's a wonderful night. It's a fun night. Um, you can register for it online or after worship at the table that is on my right here in the gathering space. Um, you can register there. If you'd like to host a table, um, you can contact me or Reverend Michelle, or you can also sign up for that online. Uh, it, the cost is only $5 a person, and it's a really wonderful event, and I hope you'll be a part of it. Each year at Christmas time, this church invites uh, those of you in this faith community to sponsor those who may be having a hard time economically at Christmas. You can sign up to sponsor an entire family if you'd like, 
or we have an angel tree in the gathering space where you can take a specific item that's being requested or that's needed by a family. We also have an Amazon wish list and you can purchase gifts in that way. If you have questions, please let me know and because uh, I'm the coordinator of that program and we thank you for your ongoing generosity at Christmas time. And speaking of generosity, once again, today is Take a Sack and Bring It Back Day. So if you didn't get a sack last week, um, we've got our angels in training and kids coming forward to pass out sacks. What you do is you take a bag and on it is a label that says stuffing. And so you go and you fill up the bag with stuffing and you bring it back the next week and that helps to put uh, food in people's uh, as we create our Thanksgiving basket. So raise your hand if you'd like a bag and the kids will come and give you one. <laughs> Try to catch somebody's eye. Nope, okay, that's fine. Out of bags. That's a great problem All right. to have. One item that's needed if you didn't get a chance to donate is disposable foil pans for turkeys. So if you're out there and you don't have, oh, there's one more bag. Yep. All right. right there. There we go. Is there anybody else? And um, that's the larger. Disposable pans for turkeys. Yes. Like you could roast a turkey like in, a in, your in your oven. Turkey. Yeah. We have a wonderful uh, donation of turkeys and their large ones, so. Okay, awesome. Well, with those things said, it's time to shift our focus to worship and to connecting with God as Zach calls us to worship. Please stand as you are comfortable and join me in the call to worship. The text will be on the screen so that you can follow along. You are invited to join in saying the words that will be in bold type. Every generous act of giving is a tribute to God's love for us. Lord, let us be people of generous and abundant gifts for others. As we worship today, may we dare to dream and serve and pray and jump. May God guide us. We are grateful people. With open hearts, we come and respond to God's love and abundant generosity.
To those who are online, drop us a comment on Facebook or register your tenants if you haven't already. And to those in the sanctuary, please turn to those next to you and greet them warmly this morning. Let them know you're glad that they're here. I am a veteran. You may not know me the first time we meet. I'm just another you see in the street. But I am the reason that you walk and breathe free. I am the reason for your liberty. I work in the local factory all day. I own the restaurant just down the way. I sell you insurance. I start your IV. I've got the best looking grandkids you'll ever see. I'm your grocer, your banker, your children's school teacher. I'm your plumber, your barber, your family's preacher. But there's part of me you don't know very well. Just listen a moment and I'll tell a story to tell. I joined the service while still in my teens. I traded my prom dress for camouflage greens. I'm the first in my family to do something like this. I followed my father like he followed his. I am a veteran, defying my fears and hiding my doubt. I married my sweetheart before I shipped out. I missed Christmas and Easter, the birth of my son. But I knew I was doing what had to be done. I served on the battlefront. I served on the base. I bound up the wounded, and I begged God's grace. I gave others, I ordered others to fire. I followed the commands. I marched into conflict in far distant lands. I am a veteran in the jungle, the desert, on mountains and shores, in bunkers, in tents, on dank earthen floors. While I fought on the ground, in the air, on the sea, my family and friends were home praying for me. For the land of the free and the home of the brave, I faced my demons in foxholes and caves. Then one dreaded day without drummer or fife, I lost an arm, my buddy lost his life. I am a veteran. I came home and moved on, but forever has changed. The perils of war in my memory remain. I don't really say much, I don't feel like I can, but I left home a child and came home as a man. There are thousands like me, thousands more who are gone, but their legacy lives on as time marches on. White crosses in rows and names carved in quays reminds us what these brave souls had to do. I am a veteran. I'm a part of a fellowship, a strong, mighty band of each man and each woman who has served this great land. And when old glory waves, I stand proud, I stand tall. I helped keep her flying over you, 
overall. If you are a veteran, would you please stand? We thank you all for your service. Let us pray. Good and gracious God, we thank you for these among us who served for our freedom. We ask your blessings upon them. We thank you for all they gave and for all they sacrificed. We pray, O oh God, for peace in your world. We pray, O oh God, for your will to be done. We thank you for these veterans. Amen. Attention. Upright face. Salute arms. Order arms. Amen. Thank you so much for that presentation. Switching gears a little bit, we're going to talk about kids. We've had such a fun month as we've been discovering what this big word means. Can you remember the big word we've been studying? I see some of your mouths moving. Yeah, it's generosity. Exactly. Good job, guys. And so we've been learning about what generosity looks like for us in the same way that you every Sunday have been learning how generosity works for adults. And we've had a special guest teacher, Mrs. Tracy Wellman, has been with us the whole time. And she's created such fun lessons and activities to help us understand that just because we're young or just because we may not have a lot of money in our bank accounts doesn't mean we can't be generous. Generosity works in a lot of different ways. So we invite you to look at this video about our time learning about generosity. In a world that often needs more kindness and compassion, it's crucial to teach our children the true meaning of generosity. Generosity isn't just about giving material things, it's about giving from the heart. Generosity is also about giving our time and effort to help others. Generosity extends beyond our immediate circle. It's about making the world a better place. Generosity isn't just a lesson, it's a lifelong value that children will carry with them into adulthood. Sunday School at Clarkston United Methodist Church continues to nurture a generation of generous hearts. As we continue on our Dare To mission, I encourage you, I dare you to jump into children's ministries in some way or another. Now, you may not be like Mr. Bob or Miss Cindy or Miss Christy Dion or Miss Janet or Jill or Miss Tracy or Miss Shannon or Miss Shelby or so many others that take the time to come up and hang out with us and teach us more about how much God loves us. But you may be a person who can pray for us every Sunday. You may be one who wants to just be a cheerleader for what we do. 
However you dare to jump into children's ministry, we invite you to join us. And we thank you profusely for all the ways that you have supported us so that we can give back to you in our unique ways in children's ministry. Thank you.
Good morning. I'm Martha Mantine, and I'm one of the four chairs of the Generosity Campaign. And each week, we've been introducing a featuring member of our church and why they give. Well, this week is Ray Winkleman. And I got to first know Ray during a mission trip with the youth, it was the high school youth, to West Virginia in 2018. And we were repairing homes from a catastrophic storm that had hit this town. And I remember that Ray and our son Nick were on the same team and working together. And one day they had to reside a home. And Ray realized that my son Nick really loved math. And so he gave him a special job. And he took the time to teach him all the ways that you measure the angles on the home so that when you cut the siding, it would fit accurately. I believe it's measure twice, cut once, was the, the, the name of the game. But this, Nick still talks about this trip that he took and what an impact it was for him and how much he learned. So let's hear from Ray. Hi, my name is Ray Winkleman. I've been a member here at uh, Clarkson United Methodist Church for 15 years, I think, somewhere around there. I like working, uh, um, doing mission work. That's my favorite. I, I love uh, working with uh, young people, and uh, God's been good to me, so I should be helping other people out. So that's, I, I believe that's what my mission is. That, that God has given me is to give back a little bit of what I know. So in carpentry, I've been a lot of youth mission trips, a lot of adult righteous mission trips and stuff like that. I like doing that. You go along, you never think that anything would ever happen to you, you know? You, uh, you're helping everybody else. You don't uh, ever plan on having to have someone help you, but Last January, on the 25th, which is my birthday, I was hustling around, getting ready, and I got my car out of the garage, and I went to shut the door, and whoops, slipped. I broke my ankle, and that kind of takes your independence right away from you, and you're, you're looking at yourself, well, how could that happen? But it did. But within a week or so, People from the church helped me and built a ramp for me and carried me back and forth. The physical fitness get me back into shape and I'm, I'm in pretty good shape now. So when it comes to giving back to the church or giving to the church, we're, God gives us everything, the air we breathe. You know, everything that we do, say, or have, God's given us. So we have to figure out a way of giving back. So part of that, what I was saying before, was I'm, I'm giving back what he first gave me and a piece of it anyway. And it doesn't necessarily mean that you have to give money, although that does help immensely to run the church, because I happen to also be a trustee at this church and the trustees take care of the buildings, the pastor's house, houses for this church, 
and the church and the surrounding areas. So, and money is always a good thing. But if you got talents uh, like I do and things that I know, I'm sure other people know as much or more than I do. So maybe they could, maybe you could give, give that back, you know. But singing, I sing in the choir. So you can, you can sing where Sarah's always looking for extra people in the choir to sing. And this is the first year that we got the whole back row full of men in there from tenors to baritones to basses. And uh, I sing on the bass line. I'm not one of them real deep voice guys, but I sing the bass line and it's fun. And so there's, there's something for everybody here. This is the final week of our Dare to Dream series, and we'd like to thank all of you for your generous pledges. Later in the service, there will be an opportunity to come forward to bring one or two of your commitment cards. There's one for the annual operating budget, and then there's one for the five-year capital campaign. But please know that every gift, big or small, is critical to the ministry of this church. I'd like to leave you with just a short story Last weekend, I had the opportunity to go to Flint and do the sleeping bags for the homeless program. And if you haven't done this before, we show up with one or two very large trailers just filled to the ceiling of wonderful things to give away. And so we unpack the trailers and put it all out nicely for our guests when they come into the gym. And it was there that I met Joseph. And Joseph is, he was an older man he had a long white beard. He looked like Santa Claus. And all he wanted was a warm, all he wanted was a warm coat. Nothing else, just a warm coat. And I said, we have exactly what you're looking for, Joseph. So we went over and we looked for coats and we found the perfect one. It was large, so it fit over all of his layers to keep him warm. It had a great hood, so it shielded him from all the wind and the rain and the snow. It was made of like a nylon material, so it was water resistant and would keep, the, keep him dry. And then there were pockets for his few treasures that he had. He put on this coat and he turned around to me and he had tears streaming down his cheeks. And he said, I can't believe you're giving me this warm coat. I'm so blessed. Well, you can imagine my reaction. I'm standing here with an unhoused man who tells me that he's blessed. The feeling was so mutual. I have to tell you, the church in under two hours gave away 139 sleeping bags and over 150 warm coats to people who needed them to survive this coming winter. That's what this church does. That's what CUMC stands for. These experiences are so powerful. And your generosity, our collective generosity, will bring more opportunities for us to do impactful ministries for this world. So I'm, I'm really excited about what's to come, what we can dream about, and I just wanna thank you for being part of this journey. Thank you.
before we pray together, I'd like to invite you to pray for the Wood family, uh, for Don and Sean Wood and their kids on the death of Don's father, David, who passed away just a few days ago. The service was held yesterday. It was sort of a rapid unfolding of events, and I invite you to hold them in prayer. Please join me in an attitude of prayer. Creating God, what a week. Last Saturday, volunteers were handing out sleeping bags and warm coats and flint. On Friday, the church was full of people raising money for missions at Mission Possible. Today, we gather to make commitments and offer prayers that will impact ministry moving into the future. Lord, in our moments of joy, we trust that you are with us. In our moments of grief, we trust that you are with us. When we dream big dreams, you go before us. And when we're ready to jump out in faith, you are there to encourage us and say, it's time. Ever-present God, remind us that you walk alongside us no matter the road. Show us the paths that lead us closer to you. May our journey inspire others to faith. May our choices always reflect your love. May our road toward generosity make a difference in how we see the world so that our church may continue to help others, that all may know your love and your grace. We share now in the words that Jesus taught us, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen. Today's scripture comes from the book of Deuteronomy, chapter 31, verses 6 through 8. Be strong and bold. Uh, have no fear or dread of them, because it is the Lord, your God, who goes with you. He will not fail you or forsake you. Then Moses summoned Joshua and said to him in the sight of all Israel, Be strong and bold. For you are the one who will go with this people into the land that the Lord has sworn to their ancestors to give them, and you will put them in possession of it. It is the Lord who goes before you. He will be with you. He will not fail you or forsake you. Do not fear or be dismayed. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. Good and gracious God, let the words of my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O God, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Are you aware that driver's ed meets here? There's a driver's ed class that meets here downstairs in the youth classroom, and um, any moment in time you can be outside and the car comes up and they go out practicing driving, and I feel grateful that I'm staying here. Uh, <laughs> you know, I, it, but it's made me remember back to my own driver's ed experience, which was so very different from the experience they have now. Um, 
I took a two-week class, and the instructor uh, was the one who gave us the test at the end, only I didn't even know I was having a test. I thought we were just driving, and then he said, okay, you passed. And then I got my permit, and then when it was time to turn 16, I got my license. There was no driving for 50 hours, no uh, test with someone I didn't know just before I got my, my license, no second level of classes, none of that kind of stuff. But I do remember a couple of things, although I've since learned that one was wrong. Uh, <laughs> it's most slippery when it starts to rain. I learned to make sure that you kept two car lengths between you and the car ahead, but Bob Schultz says that's wrong and it should be more than that. Uh, and you can ask him for the details because I'm not sure I have it all right, but I'm clearly going to learn that afterwards. <laughs> when it's foggy, turn your fog lights on, and when the, um, uh, someone with their brights is facing you or it's foggy, look at the yellow line on the side of the road and follow that. My first dri time driving in the fog, uh, it was terrifying. I couldn't see, and all of a sudden I remembered, oh, the yellow line. So I started watching the yellow line, and I found that, wow, I, I felt better. I felt more confidence. Um, I just had to focus on that line to get through it. Faith is a lot like that. In our most difficult times, when we follow our faith, it's like a yellow line. It gets us through. The Israelites were preparing to cross into the promised land. Moses had been their leader and had taken them through the wilderness. Granted, there were their ups and downs, but they trusted him. He gave them the law. He helped them to relate with God. He led them and provided for them, and he was their yellow line in the wilderness. Our scripture comes from one of the last chapters of Deuteronomy. Uh, Moses is 122 years old in this passage, and he's getting ready to pass on. And so he's giving a speech to the Israelites and to Joshua, and he addresses them, telling them that he's not going to cross with them into the promised land. They're scared. They don't know what to expect. They will enter in, there will be people who will fight them, there will be war, but Joshua will lead them. And so Moses is telling Joshua and the people to be bold, to have confidence, to go forward unafraid, because God will be with them. Joshua takes up the mantle and the people see that God is leading him too, like God led Moses. And they're willing to go to enter into the promised land, even though they don't know what to expect. They don't know what is to come, but they do know that God will be with them, that God is there. So many times in life, we are faced with the choice, do we move forward and trust in God, put our faith in God, or do we stand back and wonder? Today is the day. It's Dare to Dream Day. We are asking you to jump, to take a leap of faith, to give to our two different funds, the operating fund, the one-year operating, and the five-year capital. In a lot of ways, it can feel like walking into the wilderness or driving in the fog. You don't know what the next year holds, and taking that step can be hard. 
Sam was a member of a church I served years ago. He was a father of two teenage boys. He and his wife were both physical therapists, and they came to the 9 o'clock service most Sundays. Their kids were in Sunday school, and Sam was one of those people who always had something thoughtful to say to me after worship. He, maybe it was a question, a comment, how the sermon related to his life, something like that. He always had something to share. And when we were having our generosity focus, he came up to me and said, I've never pledged before. Can we talk about it? And so he met with me in my office later that week, and he met it he admitted to me that he was afraid. What if something happens? What if I can't make my pledge? He said, honestly, I'm, I'm giving to the church already. I'm glad to give, but making that commitment is hard. I just don't know what this next year holds for us. I wish I could have pulled up on my computer this YouTube video which is from Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. Faith is all about leaping. It's about jumping and trusting. Sam and I talked about how giving is a leap of faith. Making a commitment is a little bit like this scene. That first step can be scary, but just as the bridge appears for Indy, God appears for us, guiding us in the dark and through the scary times, helping us to make the jump of faith, of commitment, of gratitude, of generosity, Sam decided that he would pledge for the very first time. And he did. And at the end of the year, he came up to me and he said, making that commitment helped. It helped me to hold myself accountable. It helped me to live out my faith. It helped me to feel good. I, I got to see what my gifts were, uh, the difference my gifts were making. It helped me to feel good about giving back, and it helped me to keep my priorities straight. I made a commitment, and I followed through. He said, you know, I kind of put my money where my mouth is and trusted God. The thing for Indy was that he didn't see the path until he jumped. It really is the same with generosity. We don't see the fruits of our giving until we give. We don't see how God will make it possible until we give. We don't know how good it will feel until we give. We have to make the jump. We all have different experiences, different situations and circumstances that affect our giving. I need you to hear from me, just like Martha said, that every gift counts. Every gift matters and is valued because it is a gift. And because no matter the size of the gift, it makes ministry happen. Have you noticed the mints in the bathroom here at church? Kids love to go to the bathroom to get the mints. When my kids were little, they called them bathroom mints. 
During COVID, we lost that tradition. Well, it is back, thanks to Madeline Hunt, who is a fifth grader in our congregation, who thought that bathroom mints were cool, but noticed that we didn't have them anymore. And so after, uh, over the past few weeks, as we've been talking about generosity, Madeline and her grandmother, Donna Truen, decided that this is a way that Madeline can give. And so Madeline's Mint Ministry was born. And last week, Madeline came in on Tuesday, election day. She did not have school, and she filled all of the bathrooms with mints. She and her grandmother came over to the church, and now we have mints. Now, we all have ways to give. Each one of them matters and makes a difference. The mint might seem like a simple thing, but... We all love the mints, come on. And it makes people feel thought of and special. It feels good to have a mint. Sometimes you need it, right? When we're willing to jump, willing to trust and have faith and give and serve, we find ourselves looking for other ways to serve and to give. In a little while, you'll be invited to bring forward your cards, and I know it can be scary. Like, Sam, we might ask, what happens if I can't be there every week? Or what happens if I get behind? Or what happens if things change in my life? That's why it's called an estimate of giving card. But also, when we keep saying what happens if, we can if ourselves all day long, and then we never jump. We never risk. And we don't feel the blessings that come from trusting God and finding out that God is with us, that God delivers, that God makes it possible. Your gifts are important. We need them. We need you. We need all of us to make ministry happen and to make dreams come true. But thank you. Thank you for your generosity, for trusting God, for having faith, for daring to jump. Daring to Dream. Amen.
morning, everyone. So I'm Rick Huttenlocker. I don't need the stool to stand on today here that's up here. Um, so, so Pastor Amy asked me to do just a, a, a very unenviable enviable task today, which is to be the closer of this four-week uh, capital campaign and generosity campaign. And it's tough, frankly, to do that with so many wonderful things that have been said over these past four weeks. So I thought what I would do is maybe share a couple of the key messages that some of our um, capital campaign leaders and generosity campaign leaders have shared with us over this past week. You heard from Martha Manting, one of our capital campaign chairs, earlier today. But earlier in the, in the month, she shared how legacy and building for the future is really one of the key uh, things that she uh, spends a lot of time thinking about and how this impacts our children. You heard from Charlie Wellman, our second capital campaign chairperson, on how he and Tracy found uh, Clarkston to be their second home, Clarkston Church to be their second home, and how they really believe in paying it forward. You heard from Keith and Helen Phillips, who give out of gratitude and who do that knowing that they have, uh, that all of the gifts that they are able to get, give are given by God. You heard earlier this month from both Phil Har and from Tom Snudden, who raised their families here in this church and uh, through their de dedication and through the, this church's commitment, they were able to send their children off into the world confident in their abilities to be just wonderful people. Uh, and then last week you heard from Sandy Ballou, who has just tremendously told us that the, the, the story of how Bill was very seriously ill. This church came together and helped them during that terrible time and now, thankfully, Bill is on the path to recovery, and we're so blessed by that. Amen. So, you know, we also saw videos throughout the weeks. Sean Gleason put a wonderful prayer video together that talked about various things, and, and we saw videos for people who uh, talked about their giving throughout the, the weeks, and they shared common themes of mission and worship and music and hospitality and inclusion. So all of those things were very, very inspirational. So why do Corolla and I give? Well, it's simply put, it's because of you. We give because of the past and what you have done for us. We give because of the present, what you do today. And we give because of what the future has for us to bring forward. So we are thrilled to be able to give. Now, thinking about this um, in the past, and, and many of you know that I'm a lifer here at the church, so I could wax on in the past for a long time, but I'm not gonna do that other than to say, um, I'm so thankful uh, that uh, you welcomed us when we moved back from Germany. My wife, who is German, came to this church and you welcomed her. You allowed us to baptize and confirm our children, our two girls and let them grow into the wonderful, strong women that they are today. So we thank you for that. You know, as somebody on a faith journey, you've mentored me. I am so thankful for the wonderful saints that have mentored me over the years, Rich and Marty Johnston, um, John and Millie Hamm, Larry Hahn, Jan Lewis, Julie Hall, all have been wonderful mentors to me for the many years, and I know that many of you have mentors as well in the church. 
And you know, uh, as we think about leadership, I'm inspired by the fact that years ago, you were inspired to help us build this addition to our building, commit to the ministry, and make sure that this building is open wide to the community and not a simple shrine for those of us that come here every Sunday. So the community uh, is really uh, blessed for, for this. You supported us through our senior pastor transition and all the times in, in COVID. So thank you for that. As I think about the present, um, you know, it's impossible to list all the things that are going on here. You hear day in and day out, there's just tons of stuff going on here. Missions, education, hospitality, community, all of those things are really, really important to what we do here. And we're so blessed to have our staff leading us through this. They are just a blessing, and we are very thankful for the staff. And that's a, a great reason why we give to the operating fund, just so that we can continue to ma maintain these ministries here in church on a day-to-day -day basis. So as I think about the future, I was writing down some notes earlier today for, for what I was going to say, and I, I obviously didn't follow my script too much, but uh, I used, pulled out the card that we used in our first camp, capital campaign, which said as our theme, honoring our past and building for our future. Now, we don't know what the future is going to be here, but we certainly know that Clarkston will be a very important part of this future here. And we need Clarkston to be here as part of the ministry of this church here and what we can do in the community. So back to closing, why I give, why we give, it's because of you. It's because you are the church and you are doing this ministry together and building the foundation going forward. So thank you very much for everything that you do. Now we move into our time of offering, and you are invited to bring forward your cards or, um, and or your uh, offering. Reminder that you can also give um, online or text to give or mail in your offering. If you don't have a card, one of the cards with you, they are, they are in the pew. You can find them there to make your pledge. Uh, they're also online on our website. You can go there. Um, and if you would rather stay seated instead of coming forward, just raise your hand and one of the ushers will come to you and um, you can place your offering and your cards in the offering plate. There are also prayer cards in the pew. If you've already made your pledge, um, we just encourage you to fill that out and bring it forward. And really, everyone is welcome to fill out a prayer card and bring it forward. And we hope that you'll continue to pray for the church and for our ministry. But now I invite you to come forward as you feel led.
Please pray with me. Holy God, we ask your blessing on all of the gifts shared this morning, for gifts towards the capital campaign, for gifts towards the operating budget, for gifts of prayer. Every gift is valuable, and we bless all of these gifts in the name of your Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. now as grateful people go from this place looking for that yellow line, taking the leap of faith, putting your faith and trust in God, and sharing God's love with all you encounter. Amen.
You've been listening to the Sunday Worship Service from Clarkston United Methodist Church in Michigan. We are a church dedicated to connecting people to people and people to God. To learn more, visit us at clarkstonumc.org.